Welcome to NatchCast. It's Mark. It's Wednesday, May 13. I'm driving up to Boulder. Sit in a room and ideate about food trends. So that's me. But Josh and I just bagged episode six. Man, I think we crushed it on the audio. Pro equals us. We talk a little bit more about the science, babe, a little bit more about some Vox reporting. But mostly we're just, just Josh and I getting to know each other a little better, getting to know you a little better. Loving on health food and hating on it too. Welcome. This is episode 006, begin... to do a quickie. Anybody coming? We'll see. So far, the evite, the evite's blank so far, but... Who's on the list? I'd rather keep it a surprise. We'll all be wearing masks anyway. That's why it's shut style. Doing all right. How are you? Feeling better. Can you, can you hear it in my voice? I can, I, well, I can tell by what I'm not hearing in your voice that you're feeling better. Yeah, so far. Oh, see, if I go back here. We're recording. Okay, I'm going to come up right on the mic. A little too close. Too close. Coming back off the mic. Yeah, yeah. All right. This I got a little exciting. echo when I went further back. It's best audio ever, though. This is by far the best audio ever. Oh, man. I hope. Fingers crossed. Not that it's not great otherwise. You've been doing a wonderful job, Josh, AV. Oh, yeah. No, I'm Tyson. quite an amateur. Yeah, but that's the beauty kind of, of a duct tape fix it guy. Yeah, aren't we all? And that's we're seeing how that headed. translates into GarageBand. Things are getting good. Multi-track recording, simultaneous USB miking. All for you people. We love you. And God, we, you we should want see you this. We like got it. a big pile of pillows between us to reduce echo. Well, I'm getting some echo when I. It's. I'm it's, worried. Don't worry about it. When we played it back, it sounded fine. Just don't you be sure? don't be super loud. Oh. If you're going to do your Kermit thing, maybe recoil a little bit. I just heard you open your beverage. I'm going to do that. Hold on. Mm. Oh, it didn't, it didn't do much. Okay. No. This is Mark's booch. Rush's booch. Homemade batch. Pulled it last night. Right. No, two nights ago. That's pretty good. It's light. And I mean, your booch came from my booch. <laughs> Our booches share the same booch. Mother Same bitch. mother. Yep. SCOBY. What does it stand for? Mm. Subcutaneous Mm-mm. orbital mm. ballistic Yemen. Nah, one word was right. <laughs> Not even one? Nope. Oh, shit. You know what it is, right? No, I really, it's subcutaneous organism. It's not sub- Is the O is organism? I'm, no, it doesn't live under the skin. Uh, well, we know it's... Super cool organism... <sighs> Bacteria, Booyah. yeast, oh. we know that. Colony of. Something colony of. Slimy colony. This is good stuff. Of bitter youth. Uh, That's what I'm going to no. call it. Symbiotic. Symbiotic. Colony. How, how perfect, too. How more symbiotic could we be? Well, Sharing a booch. Sharing my booch. Yep. I'm tasting your booch. <laughs> oh, God. Kombucha, in case you don't. No. Did we say that word yet? Probably not. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Another one of those. I like it. You drink it because you assume it does good things for you. That is full of probiotics. Probiotics. And the science is in on that, right? Probiotics, good. Oh, no. There's no science in on that. No. General. General consensus would be, yep, alive, multivalent. Ooh. Here's a question for you. So I bought some. Correctly. I bought some uh, kombucha. Bought it. Well, I bought a little. I don't. I am. I'm not. I have not been brewing with efficiency or regularity. It's not that hard. It's really easy. In fact, I just. I don't have an excuse, other than. I think this is the first time we've recorded where we're like looking at each other. I know we're kind of (laughs) gazing. Uh, No, but I wanted to tell you. So I bought a bottle of kombucha because I made. I made. I made my wife a Mother's Day brunch. A little breakfast, well, like a breakfast in bed situation. Uh, uh, what she was, I let her sleep in. I made, I There's did nothing, too. Nothing dirty till what eleven? No, that no, she slept till about nine thirty. So brunch was when? So it was breakfast. So I made her. I think that's called breakfast. Okay, so I made bacon and eggs, mm-hmm. and then I bought some kombucha and I poured it in a glass. But excuse me, my <laughs> point was <laughs> great, great story. <laughs> no, but on the bottle, right? It says that it's. It's vegan. Of course. I don't think it's any category of food. What is it? It's just... Well, I'm just saying, no, my like point is, scum if you're drinking live organisms, yeah. is that really vegan? Is it because they don't have faces? I guess plants are alive, well, right? You're making a very nuanced, uh, phenomenological point here. Yeah. Because, I mean, you usually... Well, you could eat live greens, right? Of course. And But then that's vegan. Did we talk about water lentils? Those aren't alive. Yeah, but a live probiot... Do do probiotics matter? Do we do we do, care about their pain and suffering? Do they ma- well, oh, you're getting at something here, my friend. Yep, something yep. ridiculous. There goes the brush light bulb. Doo-doom. You see, and uh, so I think this is another thing. Pollen wrote a Michael Pollen, um, mouthpiece for food reform, lover of animal rape. What? Oh. I mean, he likes. <laughs> sorry, he likes talking about animal rape, right? <laughs> to augment his points. Jesus. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. Um, no, I retract that. He does not well, love animal rape. Yeah, if, if that confuses you, you can refer to the last podcast. Yeah, where that was we just a, a, a callback. That's all. Nature, how nature is vicious. And sure. don't, don't assume that natural as a label claim is all guns and roses. Excuse me. All, all guns roses and roses. And roses. <laughs> oh, wow. Nature is very guns and roses. It is. Uh, it's right. Paradise City. So he wrote an article about plant uh, responses to pain and how they might have this sort of consciousness that we're not aware of. But we were talking about this years ago at, at the NBJ mm. or NBJ. I, I called it NBJ. Other people go the NBJ. I don't even want to tell you, speaking of what things stand for, what yeah. NBJ stand. I mean, it, does it really? Well, you know, BJ. But what is the N? A nuanced blowjob? <laughs> don't do it. What? Don't ask. Well, we, Nutrition Business Journal. A nutritious? No, nutrition. Oh, nutritious. Oh, boy. Well, something I used to do. Give nutritious. But so we, a, were, so we were wondering if about the the. The Natchcast. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I got off a tangent. Yeah. yeah back to the plants. So there's a, there's a guy in, um, hmm, I think he's Basque, which means he's from. Spain. Basque. Basque town. The Basque country. It's it's a region. It's a region of a country. Yeah. Yeah. 
in Spain. I don't think he's there, though. I think he's moved on because he's like a professor. But anyway, we interviewed him. You can't be a professor in Spain? Wow. Not allowed. Nope. We are alienating a lot of people. <laughs> Vegans, so. Basques. Um, yeah, about plant life, plant thought. And if you want to talk about animal rights, what about plant rights? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You think that's ever going to come? I don't know if that's ever going to come. It seems a bit ridiculous. I, I did have a science They're teacher alive. in high school. That you know who, what they do? Yep. When they, they, like, they are like, gun, you know, you put them in one area of your planting bed mm-hmm. that's not getting enough light, and they are just gunning. They are moving for that light. They yearn for it. They absolutely they do. They have hope and aspirations and dreams, and they are gunning for that. Well, I think the single largest organism on the planet is a giant moss cake or something, isn't it? I we can look that up later. Moss cake, like just a big hunk of moss or algae moss. somewhere. Yeah. That's just huge. It's like the size of Delaware or something. Oh, that is golden audio. Mm. Are we on? Yeah, we're recording. Uh, so that's not what we came to talk about today. But I wanted to tell you, I, I had a science teacher. It's funny that you mentioned this professor because I had a science teacher in high school who. Uh, there was a girl who I was friends with in my biology class who was a vegetarian. Isn't that true? This part is true. Friend with a girl? I was friends with a girl. And she didn't want to dissect something. Nope. And he was kind of like, eh. She was a vegan. She was just a vegetarian. But he made that point. He's like, you don't know what kind of pain plants experience. Oh. You don't know how lettuce cries out when you tear into it. Look at this guy. And boy, did she get pissed. What's his name? Mm, mm. I don't remember his name. Damn. I could pick him out of a lineup, though. He had glasses and a bushy mustache. Who doesn't? Yeah, he was just—he was a nice guy. He was funny. I liked that he was kind of messing with her. Not that I like messing with. He was ahead of his time. I think that's that's coming. But I think the bigger issue is uh, just how cruel we are to animals when we process them for food. That's what's twisted. I don't think that's a long-standing issue. It's it's ebbed and flowed. Some people think it's coming back full bore. Remember full bore? Yeah, like a boar with tusks. Um, Havelina. But I I think it's just the subset of animal rights related to, yeah, sort of industrialized mass production. That stuff sort of pulled the curtains, looked at it, and going, eek. This is making I don't want to know sick. about that. Yeah. And some people go shop away from it, and some people go, ah, just don't show it to me. Yeah. PETA, leave me alone. I don't want to watch your YouTube videos about de-beaked chickens. My thing is, though, like I don't, I don't buy, traditionally I don't like buy a lot of, uh, industrial processed meat products. Oh, you think you don't. I'd like to believe I don't. I buy the stuff with the fancy words like natural and organic and uh, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, all that stuff. That's a big deal. But if I'm someplace, like at a cookout or something, and there's a bunch of hot dogs going to waste, I kind of feel like it's my responsibility to eat some of them. You know? Like, even if... Because, I, I mean... I don't know if it's your responsibility, but, you know... I want to honor... Mm. A, a tragic life and death that this animal experienced. I don't want it to be uh, how because that's that's too much, right? An animal's tortured its whole life, mm. living living in these confined environments it's and then stuff. Yeah, and then just executed. But uh, you don't want that. That's the saddest ending to that story. If the trash, if it ends up in the trash, like yeah, no one ate that hot dog. Food waste. Your pain didn't matter, pig. Hey. I mean, like a so pig. So you honor that pig by, by eating putting it. a little sugar tomato juice on it and yeah, wolfing it down. Yep. I just bathe it in high fructose corn syrup, tomato. Fructose. Fructose. Oh, boy. Sucralose. Close. But Close, anyway, that's, how, that's how I honor the, these poor 
besieged well, Josh, I, you know, I, you could be nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize just for that. I would like to see that happen. Or you could be just a guy eating a hot dog at a barbecue. Yeah, that's true. Stop being so fancy about it. I'm just it. saying I don't seek out cheap, gross meat. But that's good. But I, I, and I, I, I sacrifice my own well-being sometimes to honor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, you could see I wish you could see his face right now. It's very earnest. Yeah, this is not a joke. No. You may think I'm being funny. No, I don't. Hopefully you're laughing. Yeah, that'd be good. Because laughter is heels. Well, they might not listen if they're not laughing at something like that because they're not learning. They might have already tuned out because this is very grim so far. we got to get on to the news. Oh, yeah, we had some news. Well, he's got two this week. I don't... Um, back to some old favorites. Mm. The Science Babe. Yeah. Showing up on Gawker. With a long story. Ooh. Yeah. I got through it. Did you get through it? I read the whole thing. I even okay. shared it with our old friend uh, Greg from the Southside Church of Billy D. Because it was right up his alley. We should have had a call in. We'll get him on the show. All right. It was right up his alley. Uh, well, he, that? He, you'd like, he, he's a big believer in science, I think. Okay. So I think, I think what bothers him about organics and natural food is the kind of fear of science. Oh. Like, I, I think... What this, he, this. What he, he'd like to see the, the future that you and I have been talking about a lot where it's... Lab-grown meat? Well, it's, well, no, where science is used to grow things more efficiently. And oh, this... Well, then you're going you're gonna to like the future. If it that comes. That piece of it. Yeah. If it comes. No, I'm I, fine the, with that the, piece. The, the industry's talking about that. They're, it's, it's happening. Well, I think your peak natural article set off a discussion. That has... Yes, that's... Shockwaves. Pollen. I know you inspired Pollen to write about it. I mean, come on. I think rehabilitation of science is one of is that's how I was talking about it, and I'm hearing people talk about it that way. And it, that yeah, science is get on be with a, that. A good PR team. Get in line. So, which one do you want to do? I think we also got one from our friends Vox. Maybe less of a thing up there, but they feel a little bit more. This yeah. is a decent uh, kind of a not the most uh, compelling infographic, but no, but it's a treasure trove of information it's a nice timeline well it's not a timeline it kind of is it's a mega table chart. i guess it's not a timeline you're right yeah look at that well let's just talk about this since we're right, since we're right here yeah let's talk about it. something that no one can see uh, i can explain it all right I weave your vox magic. not the shoe company for a 40 the media company Thank you. Mm -hmm. 40 years of a changing American diet in one massive chart. That's the kind of headline people love these days. A little yeah. conversational. Yeah. And then it is a massive chart it that really shows, is. let's see, uh, and it's, a, it's a weird way they, they backed into this. What'd they say? I think there's a rule against that. That's like yeah. right after froth. It goes frothy, moist. <laughs> As far as things not it's to do like in the a, mic. It's like a dribbly hamster moment. Um, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. So right off the bat, dried pear no, consumption has dropped by 100%. I'm going to... Well, thank... Over the past. A shame. <laughs> here. But what is, what is it? It's... Dried pears go. give you gas. That's why. Uh, I don't... How do you know? Nobody's eating... It dropped off 100%. All right. I mean, just dried fruit in general. Don't generalize to pears. All right. Sorry. Dried apricots. Look, 
uh, I'm trying. This is. I'm just stumbling over this. Wow, you're really painting a picture. Are you going to explain what this thing is? I, uh, Here I, we go. Let's just read here. right here. The data shows the change in per capita availability since 1972 of a part. wide variety of foods that the USDA tracks. Okay. USDA data. The on... farthest back that many foods go is 1970, though some go farther. We made it around 40 years, though for select groups indicated on the chart, the data, the okay. data doesn't quite cover the whole period. I think so. You don't have to keep going. I think they just the availability of a food that they've tracked via USDA data compared to I think divided by the number of Americans. So this doesn't this doesn't sort of zero in on we actually ate yeah four pounds of dried pears per year, but it's sort of a generalized way to get to this. And it does yeah. So there's like I don't know dozens of foods on here so you want to focus on dried pears all right I no i'm just saying okay it's an interesting infographic veal. but it does not i don't know where it leads you it well there's a few interesting highlights on here i think we could talk about i think veal is, veal is definitely well, one you of would them. expect that right there was a lot of discussion about veal talk about inhumane treatment of animals and of course that went down a bunch 80 83 percent but what other things did you see here josh Grapefruits? That's weird. You know what that might be? That, grapefruits, uh, you can't eat grapefruits if you're on, is it cholesterol medication or mm-hmm. blood pressure? I think it's cholesterol. And everybody's on that. All um, the boomers. Oh, the, what is it, Lipitor? I don't know if it's, ask. Uh, I believe Lipitor is Greg. The... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll ask my massage no, therapist this one. first. Yeah, ask your massage. What's his name? Roy? Roy. Yeah, we'll go. Back. That's Matt. a recurring character in this podcast. Roy. We should get him on. What would Roy say about this? What would Roy say if you were fully nude on top of your towel in a massage room? He'd say, please get under the blanket. Yeah. So I'm this not going to speak for Roy, though. So let's ask, okay, veal down 83%. Canned uh, salmon. I have some canned no, salmon. Canned salmon. I have I, some canned salmon upstairs. Well, Sustainably farmed or caught, one or the other. You're bucking the trend. I know. I don't have canned salmon. Mi- oh, so here's my f- whole milk down 78%. You know what? Coming yeah, back. It's coming back. Have we talked about that? We have. Yeah, I'm still like the jury's still out for me on that stuff. Now, is it out for you on dairy or on whole milk? I think just on dairy. Animal, milk in like general? Eating a crap load of animal fats clogs your arteries, does it not? Oh, well, yeah, not a crap load, but how much milk are you drinking? I don't know, like a gallon a day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't really care for milk. Just right out of the jug? No, I don't like milk. I, I eat cheese. A lot of adults. They, Especially they whole wean milk. wean themselves off milk. Whole milk is a bit Long much. after they've weaned themselves off the teat. Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I like whole milk on cereal, sort of. Of course you do. It tastes good. But I don't like just drinking a glass of whole milk. No, very rarely. It's I don't know very much. many adults that do that. Yeah. Especially but adult men. As devout listeners know, I do drink gullet sleuth coffee most mornings, which is my riff on bulletproof coffee. It's but butter. Yeah, that's right. Grass-fed butter, Kerrygold grass-fed butter, under the radar grass-fed organicy butter. Big tablespoon of Dr. Bronner's all-in-one olive oil or coconut oil. Excuse me. Whole milk down seventy-eight percent. But but story's not over, right? I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I see one percent milk up four hundred eighty-four percent. We just made a switch. Now we're switching back. Go low fat, and I think you're going to see a little switch back there. I feel like lamb should be on the rise, too, especially in Colorado. People love Colorado lamb. Oh, they're Second only to New Zealand lamb. I'm being serious. <laughs> I know you We're are. famous for our lamb. It's just a non What am I going to do with that? Great. You're going to tell me yes or no. I, don't eat, I do eat lamb. I don't eat lamb. We eat very little lamb. 
Yeah. Mine. Same thing though. If I am at a barbecue and there's lamb on the grill, damn. That's never happened. It hasn't? No. Oh, my mom uh lamb My what? mom bought us like a rack of lamb. Ooh. Recently, it was for some birthday or something. We were No, 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 we were celebrating at her house someone's birthday. I don't remember who, but the boys. Mint jelly? My sons, she had mint jelly. They ate the that rack of lamb. I could green, not you know. believe they were the way they were eating this rack of lamb. Oh, nice. Like it was a lollipop. They were just like holding the bone and just tearing it away. Yeah. And they saw blood and they were amused by it. Total soda up 78%. That's just mm. like apocalyptic. You got to get one of those in on every episode. Now, how the hell is rye flour down 53%? (laughs) Don't worry. It's just a blip. Next 40 years, you'll be fine. So the general overall takeaway from this, because they've color-coded it, it's very nice. It's a nice piece of work. I guess I'm liking it more now that I'm scrolling down. Wait, coffee is down 26%? There's been a big shift. From frozen canned vegetables and fruits to fresh fruits and vegetables in cans. Not cans. Mm -hmm. But the boom, look at that last one. The highest growth in any single ingredient. Mangoes is way up. That's delightful. Is that just like a globalization story? We get our hands on them, so we... Probably. Where are bananas on here? They're so hard to eat, though. Um, But bananas have been cheap fruit for a while, right? That was like the first globalized fruit. I was talking about mangoes. I'm, I just said bananas. Where are bananas? I was making a little segue. Well, the segue is to high fructose corn syrup. Oh, you don't want to talk about bananas? Up. <laughs> we can go back. 3,903% growth over 40 years. Yeah. That's all you need to know about America. Well, and that edible tallow is also <laughs> up 7, <laughs> 746%. Look at pistachios. Ooh. Yeah. High growth in, in hominy and grits. Oh, I like that. I don't know why that's true. Grits are good. Diet soda up 387%. That's There's a lot of good news on here, though. Squash, asparagus, cherries. Wait, what is flavored skim? Oh, that's just, it's just the, uh, you take the skim off of a soured, spoiled dairy, and you add artificial flavors to it and put it into a potato chip. You're being serious? Not at all. Oh. Garlic, mushrooms, blueberries, raspberries, pineapples. Good news all around. Papayas, broccoli, yogurt. Got excited about that. <laughs> you like yogurt. That's where you get. That's where you get all your probiotes. I do get a lot. Limes, avocados. So that so there's there's little moments in here that are, you know, colorful. What's the difference between an onion and onions for dehydrating? Is it a special type of onion that you use to dehydrate? <sighs> You got me. Mm. Stumped. Boy, I thought I was sitting across from an insider. (laughs) Turned out I was wrong. Ah, well, they asked. Oh, here's bananas. Up 41%. Over 40 years. Huh. This is per capita. Yeah. So we're normalizing for population growth. Thank God. Well, bananas are so cheap. I feel like people buy them just because they're there and they're cheap and then they go bad. And then if you're me. They're so easy to eat and they go bad. But they're kind of gross. Like. Kids, I feel like it's a tough sell for kids if they have texture issues. Mm. If, and then for me, if it has to be the perfect ripeness for me to want to eat it. If it's too mushy, it like kicks my gag reflex right away. Well, throw it in the Vitamix. Throw it in your Sometimes I do that. blender. But they also taste different. They, their taste changes as they get really ripe. It starts to almost taste like 
it's decomposing in a strange way. I don't know. So then I just, as soon as they start turning brown, I put them in the freezer and pretend that I'm going to make banana bread. You don't ever do that. No, I'm going to, I'll confess. I actually, uh, you got a freezer full of, no, I got rid of them. I had about compost, 60 bananas in there. (laughs) No, not 60. It was probably like, this is more like a hoarding problem. It was probably about 20 (laughs) frozen bananas though. Yeah, and actually, I have made banana bread with frozen bananas before, and it's been space. good. You need that freezer space for your. Uh... And speaking of bacon fat, what? One time, I made banana bread and used bacon fat instead of butter, or like bacon grease. Mm. Not recommended. Oh, yeah. You ever had a peanut butter and bacon sandwich? Uh, like do pieces? I look like Elvis Presley? Two pi- <laughs> Is that a Presley thing? No. Well, it sounds like it would be. He liked uh, peanut butter. He liked family. peanut butter and banana sandwiches actually. He, that, that's right. I fried, though. He liked them fried in a pan. Yeah, no, this is Probably two, in bacon. two pieces of toast, peanut Grease. butter on one side, bacon on the other, together eat. It's a staple in the brush house growing up. I think my dad introduced really? that. Yeah, he makes it. It's delicious. He's like, hey, you want some heart troubles later? Dig in. Well, maybe. I'm drinking a lot of whole milk. Take care of that. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm wondering what the fallout's going to be on this big animal fat craze. Because there was a study. Well, moderation. I remember reading about a study, and the details are going to be vague because it was a while ago. But Because it was you no. reading about a study. Yeah, that's the main reason they're going to be vague. No, but it was like a, a village of people living somewhere in Scandinavia, uh, kind of in the high country, removed from a lot of civilization. and they Just, just a quick aside, I, a lot of these studies are Scandinavians and Norse men and mm-hmm. women. That's not a thing, right? Oh, right. And like Norse. People of that area, Norway, Denmark, Sweden. So are you saying that they... Ha- well, they, it's a homogenous population, and they can, like, do this genetic work on them and get... And they're, they're, they're receptive. They're, I thought you were going to say inbred. systems, like... They're, no, 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 no. I'm just saying... Don't all these, insult my people. These poor people are getting, like, studied to death. Oh, these poor people getting yeah. studied to death. It's the worst thing <laughs> that could happen to a population. They're being studied. Yeah, they're being studied. This group of people, though... Uh, the the average lifespan was pretty low. No. And they, yes, and they were dying of like heart attacks and all this shit. And it was be- they found out basically it's because they were they were dairy farmers and they just ate tons of butter and drank well, tons okay. of whole milk. So mo- moderate. Moder- no, I'm I'm all for moderation. I'm just saying I hope there's not some big fallout coming. You know, a bunch of that we're gonna have more heart disease. Yeah, I guess it would be possible to have more. So. <laughs> Everybody will be on two cholesterol medications by the time they're... Yeah, I don't want to be on a single one. 25? I like grapefruits. Oh, do you buy grapefruits? Yeah, you know what? I like to do a a grapefruit brulee, where you like cut a grapefruit in half, and then you uh, sprinkle it with sugar, and then you get out the old blowtorch. You get out the blowtorch. You you have a torch. Yeah, it's in the garage. Use it for like soldering and so things. So it's not a culinary torch. It's well, the, a, it's the same thing. You can use it for culinary applications. Same fuel? Yeah, of course. Fuel. It's, we don't know that. And then the kids love watching. You just got to do it safe distance, obviously, but you, you just wow. torch the top of that thing. When do you do this? I want to, can I come next time? Yeah. Sometimes I'll even sprinkle some chili powder on there. Ooh. Yeah. A little chili powder, grapefruit brulee. Mm. No. And then I'll dip it in bacon grease. No, you won't. And then I'll deep fry it. Yeah. Then you'll serve it to the tallow. Swedes. Yep. And then I'll study. And then you'll study them. <laughs> oh, I knew you would get heart disease. Yeah. I knew it. See, I knew it. Stop eating These that. Animal fats. Yeah. Grapefruits aren't helping. 
Interesting chart. Caught my eye. Yeah. A few moments like that. Overall, uh, a nice little shift, but it hasn't paid out in public health, I don't think. Maybe. Well, I guess the point is that you'd blame high fructose corn syrup for a lot of that, right? Yeah. Well, it's like no, it's just insane. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, let's get that data point in there, how much we actually eat. It's like 42 pounds per person now? Well, yeah, 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 ha, ha, back, quote, back in 1972, right around the time that it was first introduced, HFCS, we had 1.2 pounds per capita of the syrup available to us. There's a lot of peas in that sentence. Mm. Today, it's 46.2 pounds, which isn't, that, and that's in fact down substantially from a high of 63 pounds in 19, 63 pounds? Yeah. That's just all soda. Yeah, but that's spread out over a year, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah. Just saying, you're well, probably drinking sixty-three your, pounds of whole front, milk. I'm gonna. Oh, about no, the, uh, each member of the brush family. <laughs> no, well, maybe the kid. I don't know. The kids are having sixty-three pounds I'm of whole milk a year. I'm gonna rent a truck. I'm gonna rent a U-Haul. Do I'm it. Fill it with sixty-three pounds of high fructose corn syrup. Drop it off on your porch. Say you got one year to get through that. See how you do. Let's, I'd like to see you organize that. <laughs> I am going to make that happen. Use all your connections to... I can. I need a vat. I, I know the supplier. Yeah. That's <laughs> not a Jinomoto making the MSG. Wow. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll eagerly hey, await corn. that delivery. All right. For a later podcast. Moving on. All right. The bullshit hypocrisy of, air quotes, all natural foods... By Yvette Dondremont. Yvette Dondremont. A.K.A. Le Science Babe. Yep, another babe. Yep. This I, one had some good, uh, I don't know, some little baby quips in it that I... Oh, she's funny. Babe, not baby. Babe dash Y. Babe E. Yeah. I'm starting to... I'm not saying I'm warming to the ridiculous handle of the science babe, but she's funny. and it's There's some funny lines in here. Yeah. But there's also some just not... not Good arguments, too. Like what, Mark? <laughs> uh, no, I want to know. Well, like this one. Here, let's get... Um, she, it's a very long article. It really is. It uh, took and, me. And, and she sort of tackles a lot of the food news of late uh, and what science would say in response. Kraft macaroni and she... We've talked about this, right? Stripping out artificial colors and why she thinks that's ridiculous. Mainly because regardless of the raw material whether it's synthetic or natural, you're using hexane to process it. And that's a good point, if that's true. I don't know if you use hexane to break apart turmeric or whatever you're using to create a color. Um, but yeah, that's a thing. You don't want... Hexane's no good, buddy. Mm. Not good. Well, she also... No, it's it's not in... It's, they send it, it's not in there by the time it gets into your mint jelly for your lamb spread. But... I don't like, nobody likes hexane. So that, raw milk. We, well, wait, but I, I do like the other point she makes in this craft uh, section, which is, is, I think, a point that we've hammered on. Mm -hmm. I know certainly I have, is like, to start with, I'm just going to quote. To start with, let's remember that we're talking about a product with powdered cheese. Now, this is a good point. If you were looking for health food, you took a wrong turn three aisles ago after the spinach. Right. Which is the whole, I mean, that's the this thing, right? This is the larger issue. It's like everyone's being a big baby about wanting their shitty processed food to be slightly less processed. Right. It's like, eat a fucking salad. 
Eat more salad. That's our new tagline on Twitter. It's one of them. Nope. Oh, is it eat more? Salad? I, well, I just it's... changed it today, but it was. Was it eat more salad or just eat salad? I feel like we need to more. start with just eat salad. <laughs> eat more salad is <laughs> giving people a little too much credit. Eat more salad. Yeah, yeah. These are these are very um, uh, slow, small baby steps. Baby, not babe dash y. Baby right. steps. But also, Yvette, <laughs> come on the Natchcast. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, we yeah. should call her. We could do that. We could hash call her. Yeah, let's get on the phone. Let's get on our rotary phone and let's call <laughs> her up. <laughs> what do you say? You're going to invite her into this boudoir full of pillows? I didn't mean she has to come all the way to Denver. I just meant let's... Good uh, photo. Let's... I'm plugging our uh, oh, yeah. Go Instagram to our... account. At Real Natch. All of our social media, at Real Natch. Yeah, it's we all keep it easy. You can see what this setup's like as we're recording. Boy, is it mm-hmm. something. Now, can you see my karate? My well, they're think, not really karate pants. We don't, we don't need to see those. I'm wearing my spandex shorts. Back from episode zero zero zero. So raw milk. I don't. I don't want. Oh God, these things are so contentious. Raw milk, aspartame. Wait, milk. I don't see how raw milk can be contentious. I mean, it's that. That is pretty hard science, right? Like pasteurization. Pasteurization was a good thing. Ooh. No. Uh, That's contentious. Well, yeah, it's very contentious. Uh, like the like with what people who don't vaccinate, or is it uh, is it the same camp, or are we are we splitting well, into different? I, I don't know. There's probably an overlap there for sure. But the what, what concerns some people is that you're just cooking the nutri- cooking nutrition out of the milk by pasteurizing it. What about I mean, she talks about enzymes in here? And your stomach's going to kill the enzymes anyway. Mm-hmm. Enzymes are these living, delicate things, and you get you have less and less of them the older you get. And it's kind of like, well, maybe if I had more, I'd be healthier when I got to be forty-five. And all right, but what about this? Right, back hurts. Like, if you live my on a farm, cold allergies last for four weeks. <laughs> if you live on a farm, I coughed and I sp- and like you can strained <laughs> my rib cage. I think I cracked a rib. Wait, are you being serious? I'm being totally serious. Ouch, man. No, I think I'm all right. It doesn't sound like you're all right, though. All right. It's been, a, it's, been, it's been a rough spring. You need an ice pack? <laughs> I've got one. Okay. <laughs> it's not on. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah, I get it. If you live on a farm and you can drink fresh milk yeah, right it's away. Not, it's not safe. Great. What? Right. No, drinking. But I, if you live on a farm and you can drink it right away, it is safe to drink unpasteurized milk probably. You're I, relatively yes, safe. I, yes. I was making a mental leap to Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see why there's an milk. argument about it in with within the industrial agriculture system that we. Oh, there's not. Well, Oh, so these people... I know I know people in uh, Healdsburg. We're talking like uh, Northern California, right? That's where that is. Yeah, I've been there. It's beautiful. But sure. they know the farmer down the street. Yeah, and they go get their raw milk, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I would great. do that. I'd be fine with that. I got all these enzymes that Yvette says die, but I think I'm feeling good. But I don't think you should be pushing so for past, unpasteurized milk in stores or anything. No, like no, that. no, no. The 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 argument is. They should have access to it. And there's this language at FDA that it's illegal to even sell it. Oh, I see. Because of the health risks. Okay. But if you knew the farmer down the street, you're like, come on, let me do what I want to do. This is America. Well, I think if you're paying cash, you can pretty much do that without <laughs> tipping off the FDA. Not right? if the farmer gets caught. Oh, that's true. Then yeah, the, the you're the just thinking about down. yourself. The yeah. consumer side of the equation. What about the producer? I'm very self absorbed. I don't really care yeah, about you the don't supplier. Even know where that comes from. I just want my raw milk. Actually, to me. No, I don't want raw milk. I'm fine with not having a lot of milk. Well, you're not worried about milk. Aspartame, we've covered. <laughs> oh, paleo. This I didn't know this. Did you know this? Oh, about that cookbook? Yeah, that one guy with a cookbook. According to Yvette, 
it was pulled from the publisher before it hit uh, oh, yeah, bookshelves. The- <laughs> I don't think people go to bookstores anymore. Because he had but recommended. Like, wait, 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 but hold on, a cookbook is a book that you would actually still probably buy a physical book, right? Did you go to a bookstore? I would go to Tattered Cover. Oh, good call. Local, small. I'd go to, if I was in Portland, I'd be all former up in bookseller right here and right here. What? Yeah, I worked at uh, Barnes and Noble and B. Dalton. Those aren't Tattered Cover. You said former bookseller at Tattered Cover. Mm. I'm saying I was a form, I was a bookseller as well. In fact, that's what they called their employees at, at in Barnes like & Noble mall? booksellers. I yeah, worked in various locations, two different <laughs> Barnes & Nobles, two different B. Daltons. You were the turnaround artist wherever there was a location that needed some help. No, I just needed, I wanted to work in a bookstore. All right, good call. And the people at Tattered Cover, a bunch of elitist pricks. What? Yeah, you heard me. No, there's some long timers there. They don't open up and they no, don't pay. They're anything. not elitist pricks, but they are. It's. Wow. I'm just saying it's a hard place. Strong words for. I called a bookstore. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's like one of those places where there's it's, it's of... hard to get a foot in the door at a place like that. Yes, it is. That was my only point. I think I only got it because I was 38 years. No, you were 38. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Although I wouldn't be embarrassed. No, you shouldn't be. There's a lot of people there that are uh, still friends. They work there for like 30, 40. They don't leave. No. I mean, my my uh, prick comment comes out of a, a, a jealousy. jealousy that still festers down here in my gut. Ooh. Maybe some whole milk would we some had a unpasteurized thing here. whole this milk. This isn't that. So the guy was writing a cookbook with like a paleo formula for babies, and it would have starved them to death because it didn't have enough nutrition in it. No, right? But the best part is it has bone it's made of bone broth. <laughs> Oh, no. Zach's right. Zach from last episode, right? So we yeah. got to dig in on bone broth more. Yeah, God, we need to make fun of paleo more. We just, any dogmatic diet like this is just absurd. How do you stay so still on your microphone? I'm moving around like this. I'm coming in and out. Uh, I have one elbow propped on one knee. And you have a microphone stand. And I, right. You're, you yeah, okay. My feet are asleep. This one, this GMO... Uh, Non-GMO Chipotle will still make you need to use... Oh, okay. Burrito giant Chipotle announced last week that they ditched the GMOs from their menu. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, what do you think of this? Let me read this Chipotle claims that GMOs increase pesticide use and that the long-term health impact of their consumption are... Impact of their... Yeah, are unknown. Okay, that's good. However, the claims just don't stack up. We also have decades of data showing that GMOs are safe for consumption in the environment. Fine, whatever. Well, this next sentence, in too. This one, in a large-scale analysis of all the studies on the data show that they reduced chemical pesticide use by 37%. This is, I think this is crap. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you, You man. can look at, uh, g- uh, oh, God, glyphosate. Glyphosate? Yeah, yeah, yeah I glyphosate, almost said, yeah. I almost said glyphosate. Oh, Mark, you almost said glyphosate? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows it's glyphosate. <laughs> Say Roundup. So there's there's evidence of Roundup in the rain in certain agriculture around the, um, where is it? Mississippi River? Missouri? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of those fertile crescents. We are all toxic. We're swimming I, in it. I think, I think you can look at the tonnage sold of this stuff and it's off the, it's just insane we've, we've, how much we're, we're spraying now. They just approved, ripped from the headlines. Wait, but what, how does the that? The rare how does approval that... of drone delivery of pesticides. You can spray them over your fields by drone. Wow, that's, why is that a big deal? You can do it with because airplanes. They're, they're being very cagey about drone approval, but this one got through. Yeah, God damn it. Because Monsanto, right? Well, Leaning on the gas pedal. 
who knows? Monsanto, wait, did they actually buy Syngenta? They announced they were going to buy Syngenta, which is another big GMO seed deal. Mm, super and their seed. stock, but I think their stock is, is like tanking. And various Wall Street firms are... Monsanto's Mo- stock? I think Moody's, the big uh, debt rating agency, kicked them to like negative or... Um, that's kind of a big deal. Wait, but I'm, to, yeah, what you just what, said, what, how does that say, how does that uh, point to this being bullshit that uh, data showed that they reduced chemical pesticide use? Well, I, it's by implication. So I think she's trying to make the point that you can go to GMO and it will actually reduce your use of... Because you won't need them? Yeah. Because uh, uh, the plants produce their own... Well, why did that, what's the specific pesticides or something? They can use a lower amount of safer types of pesticides. Well, they I think they're using much higher amounts. I think if you look at that data okay. instead of the what instead of this study that she looked at, conjecture all over the place. There's here. much more being sprayed, and then and then skeet then she, skeet. <laughs> Drone know. skeet. And 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 Chipotle, uh, Chipotle's gotten what the hell? What Chipotle's gotten um. A lot of pushback on this. We're we're GMO free on our menu. Everybody likes to say, "Well, your meat is still eating yeah. GMO crops." Because if you went fully organic, your burrito would cost twenty nine dollars. Well, she's calling it nothing more than a marketing stunt. Yeah, I know. Well, she's got an axe to grind. Sometimes it's a good axe. Sometimes it's not. I'm pulling. I'm you know, I'm, I'm a little warmer on the science, babe. Yeah. But I still think some of these arguments are a stretch. Um, and yeah, and she like really rips on Panera. For doing the same thing. Well, this is, I didn't know this though. Let's read this. It said, uh, well, I think though the main thing here is the, what is it, the CEO's kind of, well, that's right. But they're removing hyperbolic, they're removing claims or attitude towards the product. Yep. They're removing approximately one third of their ingredients from their recipes. Is that right? That's a lot. Mm hmm. That's a, that's like a reach. The reset was what I was going to say. Uh, they're removing caffeine, components of vanilla, and artificial sweeteners. Oh, that's all good. But here you go. Here's your point again. This means their menu from their 1,110-calorie sandwich sandwich, to their 700-calorie caffeinated milkshakes is suddenly a beacon of health. So your point being, thanks, you got rid of the artificial sweetener, but it's still a gut bomb. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still, I mean... I think that's this is, this is part of issue. how we've been hoodwinked a bit by this whole fast casual boom, you know, like these, oh. like like Panera and Chipotle. It's a step above fast food, and Chipotle especially uh, makes a lot of overtures about how careful they are in selecting ingredients and right. where they source things. But I mean, it's still just rooted in convenience, and it's still, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's it's still people not wanting to do the work to eat healthier. Which it isn't that much work. I'm going to tell you something. A little life hack here. Let me give you one of my life hacks. It's a good life hack. Life hack. I buy a couple bunches of curly kale. That's going to need an audio cue. Dun dun dun. dun. Yes. No, oh. a different one. A new one for life hacks. Ooh, a life hack a audio hack. cue. Okay. Okay. I might. I get my trumpet out again. So I buy. Did you actually record that trumpet blast? Where did you think I got it? Oh, I thought it was just like a little. Uh, Fuck no. Clip art. No way. Hmm. Everything DIY. Including this life hack, which is, we don't want to have to pay royalties, okay, on (laughs) some horn blast, okay? So I buy a couple bunches of... That should be a drum one. The life hack should be a a drum fill or a little, little, uh, what do you call that? Rim shot. A rim shot. If I may. I'm ready. 
Okay. I just buy a couple bunches of curly kale. I cut it up, you know, like uh, so far so good <laughs> into like kind of thin strips. Put it in the colander, rinse it out, and then massage it. Ugh. As I'm rinsing it, I massage it to break it down a little bit so it's Please. so you don't have to cook it to eat it, okay? Mm. Then I put it in the old salad spinner, dry it out, and then I get This is already like so many steps for This is really not that many steps. A, oh. It's it's one preliminary thing. It's a few preliminary things you have to do. Mm. So you cut it up, you massage it while you're rinsing it in the colander. You don't have to spin it. You can pat it dry with a paper towel. Then I put a paper towel inside of a nice uh, piece of glass Tupperware and then throw it all in there. I don't think that's Tupperware. Is that Tupperware if it's all glass? Right, sorry. Um, glass, a uh, glass re- reusable food containment Please continue. Unit. So I put it in there. And then when I want a salad, I pull a handful of the stuff out, put it in a bowl. Look, you're thinking ahead. Throw some super seeds, TM, uh, unsalted uh, pumpkin seeds on it. Some organic dried cranberries, drizzle it with some organic avocado oil, and then what I really like is I get some uh, what is it ume plum vinegar, which is like an umami flavory uh, vinegar that I drizzle on top. Yeah, and then I and then I eat it, and it's good, and it kind of fills me up, and it's yummy. And then when I want it, then the next day I could have some more, and then that that little you know container of Prepared kale lasts me for like a, a week. week. Yeah, a week. So a week's worth of salad. Oh, you just got to put that time in the up upfront front. time. Upfront time. Yeah. So many people won't do you it. You know what? The amount of time I spend doing that mm. is got to be equivalent to the amount of time you spend in line at Panera or Chipotle. Okay. Chipotle. Yeah. Just saying. This is my. Uh, you ready for another uh, long-standing brush theory of food industry? Trend. You might want to think of a punchier slogan for that, but yeah, go. Twin pillars. Mm. Price and convenience. You want it cheap and you want it easy. Both my thumbs went down. Yeah. But And what we're seeing with the big food reform movement here is we're paying up. Well, we're looking, be- I, I always say we're looking beyond price mm-hmm. to all these values around the product and certifications and how it was made. Health considerations and so we're going to pay more Mm -hmm. there's some evidence that that's happening it's it not everybody can do it but everybody sort of aspires to they know intuitively like well i'm eating crap and i gotta pay more to eat better you do global studies of how cultures spend their income we're at the bottom for the percent of income we spend on food we're very low maybe the bottom but we're very low compared to france Many European countries where you go to the market and get something fresh every day, couple yeah, you days. You don't go to the store and shop for a month. You no, don't go, you to, go Costco to Costco and, and load up for the year, right? Yeah. So we've seen some some wiggle room around price. I'm waiting to see the wiggle room around convenience. That like we're willing to dive back in and cook more. Now it's there. We're seeing it. We got Bitman's popular, and he's a cook. He loves to cook. Well, that's like his his whole. That's how he started. That's what yeah, he it's is. Like series on New York Times is all about like quick and easy wholesome meals. Well, he's a cook know. who's moved into this as he has become aware of food and has become a very important authoritative voice around food. Pollen, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the other way. Started with omnivores. Uh, you know, this is how the this is the food industry as it exists, and now he's writing about cooking. His last book was something about cooking. I haven't read it yet, but I will. Yeah, you will. You bet I will. I'd like a free copy. 
from B. Dalton. Could you call your old... Is that what it was? Why don't you go find your little... There's other companies out there that are, like, introducing products where you got to cook a little bit. Oh, yeah, like this Blue Apron. Well, type. those are the those are the delivery services where they'll send you all the raw ingredients. And, and everything's already measured out. And you, you just, just have to follow the instructions, but you get to cook and you get to feel like, ah, I made it. Mm-hmm. There's There's... Companies like Back to the Roots that have little mushroom kits where you grow your own mushrooms. There's people you can yeah, Those things do not work very well. Those work great. Those work good. You don't like those? I couldn't get the mushrooms to grow properly. Oh, well, you, I'll, I'll send you over to the uh, top top brass over there, and they'll take care of you. Give you some tips. Send you a new kit. Look at you. <laughs> oh, they're good. Um, I wanted it to work. I just had a... There's there's cocktail companies that are like here's your mixer here's here's the, uh, an organic all natural really great uh, elixir that you can then add to vodka whatever and be your own <laughs> here's something here's something healthy that you can destroy by pouring booze into it <laughs> yeah but it's not forties so they're all trying to bake in the activity of preparing your own food and cooking from scratch again but it's it's early stages I don't why well, wouldn't the say that's casual really from scratch is, but. No, it's not from scratch, but these are little bridges. Yeah. And maybe so you need to create some disruption around the convenience. That's where it needs dogma. to happen. Oh. Nick. Anything else? I feel like there was. Oh, wait. Just to hit on the, the whole science babe thing real quick. So as I, as I mentioned, I, I sent that article to our good friend Greg of the Southside Church of Billy D. And we got into a little, uh, not argument, just discussion about the term babe. <laughs> Which is the salient point. Yeah. I mean, I think he was wondering, like, well, what, what, why, why, does she, why is she a babe? What qualifies her as a babe? Is this, um... And I said, uh, my, I said, babe is aesthetically subjective, but a uniformly dumb thing to call yourself. Ooh. Um, we're, we're all babes in our own special way, Greg. And uh, he said, I think uh, there's a pretty compelling Incredibles-style counter-argument. He's, he's referencing the movie Incredibles. What, in what, but how does that... Well, does I'm it? getting to that. Okay. So I think there's a pretty compelling Incredibles-style counter-argument to that statement, i.e., if we're all babes, then none of us are. Good point. I say, how about be your own babe? Babe is But more... how does that relate to the Incredibles? Have you not seen the Incredibles? So if we're all superheroes, then none of then us no are? Then no one's a superhero, oh. right? So I say it's a subtle point from Greg. Oh, you you and Greg would uh, peas in a pod. Uh uh, he's the one that was ragging on my youth. Well, he just felt he was just concerned. All right. Uh, So I say, how about be your own babe? Babe is more of a state of mind than a yardstick. I mean, yeah, good, but he launching a line of self help books on this. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was me. That was my point back to him. He's saying if, if we're all babes and none of us are, and I'm like, well, how about just be your own babe? Like, right. babe, is, it's not a yardstick. It's not, it's a, new BYOB. it's not a social yardstick. Yeah. It's not like a measure of how attractive you That's are. That's what you need to do. If you were an advertiser. On the outside. You'd say, okay, BYOB exists in culture, so uh-huh. we don't have to recreate that, but let's change it. Ooh, be your own babe. Be your own babe. Man. Uh, oh, one more thought from Greg here. I am leaning strongly toward disagreement with that statement. Big, bright, shining star. <laughs> he's leaning strongly, but he's not quite there. <laughs> yeah. Big, bright, shining star is more of a state of mind. Babes must reach an aesthetic threshold prior to being considered babes or the elusive total babe. Ooh. Ooh. So. That's, yeah, that's the, um, 
the ideal degree. So where does that fit in? I don't know. But my point is uh, just a strange little meme, strange little meme of the moment that meme. Stop saying meme. Why? What do you call them? A trend? Do you like trend better? I don't like any of them. See, I'm I like just meme because meme, meme implies that it's more fleeting. Meme attaches it to the di- to the digital age where yes, trends trends stick around longer than memes. I feel. I would think so. So that's why I'm kind of but hoping trends don't last as long as macro trends. That's true. Which is again why I'm calling it a meme because macro hoping... trends help create the zeitgeist. <laughs> right, and on the opposite end of that spectrum, and the higher up you go, okay, the more you can charge <laughs> per hour. Me calling it a meme is me hoping that it goes away soon. Oh, all right. So let's create a meme around the word meme. A meme around the word meme. Yeah. B y o m. Bring your own meme. No. B- bomb your own meme. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. So we usually close the podcast. Um, I want to tell you people... reacting to me talking about a bodily function. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> we need to tell people how to engage with our brand. <laughs> Oh, our brand. Our esteemed By which I mean brand. us, right? We are the brand. So we're on Twitter. Yep. And you said it before. All the handles are Real Natch. At Real Natch. That's implied. Hmm. Make it easy. At Real Natch Twitter. At Real Natch Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're responsive to these accounts. If you hit us up, yeah. comment, like. No Facebook, though. Don't do Facebook at all. Never will. But. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, the rib. Ah. Um, tw- uh, iTunes. Got to get ratings on iTunes. Yeah, I mentioned it in the outro last time. Yeah, Give well, us a five-star rating. Yeah, or four. That's okay. Four is good. Five is five better. Five is better. I don't think anything below four should be happening. You, you know what? You could even rate this week's... And uh, you don't have to write a review. We don't get the review and actually like typing words. If that's too much... Yeah. It's like making popcorn from scratch instead of microwave. Yeah, just hit up that just star do thing. The microwave. And for this episode, you can give us five stars just based on the improvement to the audio quality, okay? Yes. You should see the stack of pillows. I would give us four and a half. Improvement to audio quality, deceleration in content. What do you mean? We, it's it's about discussion, okay? All We're right. not it's not about quantity. It's I, quality. I guess I didn't deliver the topical news that I, I informed the we're still, we're still we're still kind of hammering on on a couple issues here. This, yeah, that, this whole... that's good. We have themes. Yeah. We're going back to certain people. Yeah, we're not done with certain shit yet. Science, babe. We'll stop talking about Food, this. Babe. Vox. Yeah. We'll yeah. stop talking. We'll stop talking about this. The nebulous nature of natural. Oof. Once natural gets its act together. There you go. There and hopefully go. becomes a meme. You know what I'm saying? Let's wow. meme natural. We are memeing natural. Yeah. Let's get it the fuck out of here. Hack natural. Yeah. It's useless. <laughs> it is. It means nothing. Well, but it means everything. I'm writing a post and on nothing. this. Holy crap. Can I give you a... We just, we just got to the yin and yang Can whole I give thing. You the, it means everything and nothing. That's it's exactly so right. so fucking Eastern. So I'll just... Uh, okay. Yeah. Like my yin class this morning. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, it's over. Yes, you're right. It is over. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to NatchCast. This is Josh Tyson saying goodbye. Sitting in the grass on the uh, campus of the University of Denver. Mark was driving to Boulder to ID8. I'm doing it alone. Here, loitering. How about this product idea? Probiots. 
Yeah, little pouches of uh, probiotic yogurt drink. Sure, they're everywhere now, but they don't all have pouch shapes that look like little robots. They don't all have cartoon show tie-ins where little probiotics run around saving the day, squirting yogurt out of their foreheads. Do they? Right? Maybe a quick apology, too, to NBJ. That was very disrespectful of me. It's a very esteemed publication. I don't know what got into me this morning. Anyway, till next time. Match cats. I can't hear it.